Hi everyone, I'm Asha, an Akashic Records reader, blogger and podcaster. In this series, we will demystify the Akashic Records by bringing to you bite-sized contents on frequently asked questions relating to the Akashic Records. We will also explore topics relating to spirituality as well as practical application, learnings and reflections in the Akashic Records. My Akashic Masters are very excited to join us in this journey. We send much love, light and blessings to all. Welcome to episode 65 of Case Study 18 of Deep Healing of Past and Present Issues Afflicting the Soul with Geraldine. This is the second of three themed Akashic Light Reading and Healing Sessions with Geraldine. Following up from the previous Akashic Record session, we started the session with a quick scan of Geraldine's energy bodies. I noticed that Geraldine's auric fields are very thin, so sometimes she may feel very overwhelmed with stress. We have our physical, emotional, mental and spiritual bodies. And beyond that, other layers of our auric fields around us. We are actually a light body all around us. Since the auric fields are very thin, that means sometimes if you feel very stressed, the stress comes to you very fast. Or if people project negative vibes, you feel it very fast. And you not just feel it, you also feel it is stuck inside of you. It doesn't feel like you can block it out easily. So we need to strengthen your auric fields. During meditation, we can strengthen the auric fields. We can say, I intend to connect to the light now. Connecting to the light from the heavens above, flowing to our crown and all the way down. Taking the time to slowly feel the light, then exiting from our feet, then connecting down to Mother Earth, then seeing a red ball of light in the heart of Mother Earth and look three rounds there. That is to anchor the light. So you can imagine yourself covered in a whole block of light. Imagination is very powerful because our mind is very powerful. After we set up this goal light, we intend it to sweep our aura. So you can say, I now intend for the goal light to spin counterclockwise around my auric fields, clearing out all discordant or disruptive energies and frequencies. It is like a broom that sweeps counterclockwise for a few minutes 
to release whatever needs to be released, including all the cords that people attach to you throughout the day. And then you intend for the goal light to spin clockwise, patching all holes, tears and ribs in your auric fuse. If you do this daily, it will over time take care of your auric fuse, so it becomes brighter. As we strengthen our auric fuse, even when we feel these negative and toxic people around, we can filter them out very fast, so we feel very protected. We don't feel like every time there is this negative vibe or stress coming in, their stress becomes our stress. And we still have our own stress. It becomes double stress. That is what happens for thin auric fuse. Especially if we tend to be givers, we don't really know how to receive. We have all these issues. When people keep thinking about us or want to make use of us, they may project an energetic cord from them to us. So when we sweep, we sweep away all these and we patch any holes in our auric fuse as well. I also sense a lot of heaviness in your heart space. You have a lot of issues weighing you down. So we can do a gentle clearing of the heart later, for whatever reasons that it might come up later. Next, we follow up from the previous session in terms of the channeling that was shared. It is important to act on the advice. There are a lot of precious advice given during the session. Some of them sound very simple. But why specifically this advice for you? It is because it is best for you at this moment. And you won't know it until you try it out for yourself for a period of time consistently. That's when you notice, it does work for me. Sometimes we feel that after the session, we received whatever healing we need, such that we don't need to act on the master's advice. That's a problem, because that's when we feel like, even after one year, we are still stuck. I thought the masters say I'm going to have a change. I will have this and that. Where is that? Because no action is taken. Geraldine shared that she has been meditating for quite some time. Is she doing it the wrong way? That's why her auric fields are still very thin. Geraldine elaborated on the grounding meditation that she practices when she wakes up daily. The master said that the grounding that she's doing is correct. 
with the right mindful intention, it does happen. They say not to speed through the process. Take five minutes just to feel your cosmic energies coming down to your entire being, exiting from your soles of feet to Mother Earth. Then after that, it slowly comes up. You can have a few cycles of connecting up and down. Why then do your auric fields still feel weak energetically? That is a different issue. Your current focus is fueling your bodies with light. That means you are connecting to the cosmic energy, which is universal, limitless, fueling your whole body with light. But the problem is that our auric views also carry our past lives, including our hurdles and challenges, which are all stuck there. We also take on a lot of burdens and unresolved trauma, be it past or present. And people project cords or hooks onto our auric fields. So it becomes very messy. When we fill ourselves with light, we still have all these things, the cords, hooks and holes there. That's why we need to sweep the auric fields. To sweep counterclockwise for around two minutes, sweep clockwise for around two minutes, whether you can sense it or not. Geraldine shared that her grounding meditation also included light from cosmic energy moving into the top of her head, back of her body, and then front of her body. It is like a loop. Alternatively, we can visualize for the rays of the central sun going into our belly button and then slowly moving up the chakras in the front of our body to our head. Then after that, going down the spine and then the base of the spine like a loop. Usually every morning, I do at least 10 rounds. If we do it mindfully, we feel body getting warmer and the mind feeling calmer. That's after sweeping other people's energies away, then I do this loop. And this loop has to be done very mindfully. For example, if you have been doing for a while, and can sense your loop within you, then as you breathe in, it will reach the top of your head. When you breathe out, it will reach the base of your spine. For first-timers, they do very slowly with many breaths, which is also possible. But after a while, 
you will somehow sense where's the light and roughly follow it. And you feel your body getting very warm as you keep doing it. So what happens is that it balances your chakras, both the front and the back. A lot of people take care of the front of the chakras, but they forgot that chakras have two sides, the front and the back. If they forget the back, they will feel how come the effects from chakra balancing disappear so fast. I get out of meditation after one hour of moving around, I feel like I'm back to the same, still very stressed. And when we feel stressed, of course we can take care of the emotions through journaling, reflections and meditation. But there are also the energetic bodies. We need to take care of our chakras and auric fields. Geraldine shared that she visualizes a rose in the front and back of her aura to prevent negative vibes from crossing the boundaries created by the rose. Alternatively, she can consider calling upon her masters. I call upon my Akashic masters, spiritual guides, archangels, angels and all pure light beings to surround me and protect me throughout the day. You can say this three times at the start of the day to set a clear intention to be with you throughout the day, support and protect you. At night, you can thank them. Thank you Akashic Masters, Spiritual Guides, Archangels, Angels and all pure light beings for working with me throughout the day today. Another method that I do daily is to pray to the Akashic Masters. When in doubt and difficulty, just pray to them. Some clients may feel uncomfortable. They feel like, who's that? Who's Akashic Masters? Who's spiritual guides? That's because they are a team. They don't do like, hi, I'm Guan Yin, or I'm Buddha, or I'm Jesus. They usually don't do this fanciful crediting so that you remember them. When they appear for each client, usually they come as one group of light. Each time you call them, they come as one group surrounding you. In your meditation, you can say that I intend for my Akashic Masters, spiritual guides, archangels, angels, and all pure light beings to surround me now and join me for the meditation. If you want to build up a bond, do it daily. 
If you feel uncomfortable calling this group, you can call specific divine beings from the fifth dimension that you resonate with or pray to. You can call like Jesus, Mother Mary, Buddha, Guan Yin, Maitreya, etc. For some people, they only call angels, which are also possible. For example, angels of healing, angels of love, angels of light. If you feel like you want to know them better, you can pray to them and say, I want to know you better. Feel free to guide me, work with me throughout the day. I'm open to you guiding me in any way, in any form. And you do this repeatedly. Soon you will start seeing signs all around or experience light bulb moments. You can play around with it. Masters are quite playful. Sometimes they don't help because we never ask. And they don't interfere because they respect us. On Geraldine's first query, she asked, What is the karma that is not resolved from her past lives? To which we ask, Do you want to zoom in to a specific difficulty you have or a person? If we want to be enlightened, our karma must be cleared at least 60%. Currently, we come with all kinds of karmic baggage. Karma would present itself through difficulties. The soul would experience a lot of challenges to try to overcome it and through that, gain the wisdom so that the issue will not repeat. So karma is like our friend. At every moment, it shows us what challenges we have to go through so that we learn, master and it won't repeat. Geraldine shared that one challenge is that it is very hard for her to save money. It is easily spent on a lot of things for her family and herself. Money comes and goes. Another challenge is her relationships with her grandmother and mother respectively. On her first challenge, why is it very hard for Geraldine to save money? On this challenge, I was shown an image of a lady wearing white robes with a unique hairdo, which had all kinds of elaborate stuff on the hair, with some makeup. She looked like an Asian. You were a very charitable person in that past life. You believed that money should be freely spent to assist all masses. You 
took on the belief from that lifetime that it is a sin to save money for yourself. That money is a material possession that shouldn't be jealously guarded for yourself. In that lifetime, you were very charitable. You freely spent to assist people around. So you were a source of light and comfort to a lot of people. Money was your means to assist, to sort of salvage the masses. You feel that your hands shouldn't be tainted with the money. You should be serving others with the money. And you are undeserving of holding on to the money. Like money shouldn't be jealously guarded for yourself, it should be given to others. Like it is a sin not to share with anyone else. How can we release that or work on that? First, recognizing that past life, we have the mindful awareness that the incident happened and the belief that you took on. In the present life, you have everything it takes to change your reality by recognizing yourself that money has two sides. It takes time to be aware and convince our subconscious mind that money has two sides. It has the good and the bad. And there's no harm protecting some money for our own needs. Like using the money for ourselves, caring for ourselves, saving and investing for ourselves in the long term. It is not a sin. Because we know how to get the money and we know how to maximize the use of money. So money is a good thing for us. When we save it, we harness it, we invest it in the long term. We know how to maximize it for the welfare of others, including ourselves. Sometimes there might be immense pressure placed on us, be it societal expectations or even family, that we need to contribute as much as we can at every given moment. As guardians of the money, we have the wisdom and intelligence to know how to grow that money how to invest the money in the long term to maximize it, to grow it for everybody's benefit, including ourselves. We recognize that there's no harm holding it on, not telling everybody that we have it. We're just quietly investing it on the sidelines, growing it into a tree, and one day, having the means to do even more with that money instead of having a small pool and using it very fast. 
we can also clear some old beliefs and false beliefs later. For a lot of this releasing, it has to be done through mindful awareness. First, you know roughly what happened in the past. You become aware of the old or false beliefs still lodged within your subconscious mind. With awareness, the next time I do have money in my hands, and then people ask me and hint for contributions, I don't feel so guilty for not dishing it out all at one go. Geraldine shared that it is getting better now compared to her younger days. Now she's able to save some money for herself. But she just feels that it goes out very fast. To which it is received that she has a giving personality to it. And that's from her past life, that good trait in her. She earns quite fast too, but she also gives very fast. The earnings come very fast because of all her past good deeds. Importantly, we need to come into balance within. That means that what we give to others, we have no harm or shame, giving the same to ourselves. We don't feel like I give a thousand dollars to that person but I give a thousand dollars to indulge in myself, it feels so wrong, I'm so guilty. Do I really need so much money? I feel like I'm undeserving to be pampered. I shouldn't be spending all this. I should be frugal to myself. Some of the beliefs that we might have taken on from this imbalanced giving and receiving it is also very important to take care of ourselves. When we take care of ourselves, we come into a good space within, emotionally and mentally. We learn to slow down, incorporating good habits like brisk walking, jogging, eating nutritious meals, sleeping on time early, meditation, caring for our energetic bodies daily, all for ourselves. Over time, we will be in a better space to take care of others. Geraldine shared that sometimes she chooses not to mix with so many people. She does not have many close friends so she tends to stay far, to which it is received. As you strengthen your energy bodies, it will improve. That means you will come to a state where you can still foster relationships without feeling their problems attached to you. As you keep caring for your energy bodies, you come to a place where after interacting with people, I might be a bit drained, 
but I don't feel like I'm taking on the problem. I can recognize your problems are yours, my problems are mine. Then after this, my body somehow can repel that way. So I can interact with people without feeling stressed. Moving forward, as you strengthen your energy bodies, this is what you can expect. You will feel that I can have a meal with this person and I don't feel so affected. If I feel drained, I can always go back to my work cubicle, quietly connect to the light and do a few rounds of energy circulation. And that will balance your energy centers. It is a quick boost of energy if you need it. On Geraldine's second challenge, it concerns her relationships with her grandmother and mother respectively. Geraldine shared that during her childhood, as they were not well-to-do, her parents put her in her grandmother's house. During her stay there, she felt like she didn't belong. She felt like her grandmother looked down on her mum. Their relationship was tense, and she liked to scold her mum. She felt that her grandmother looked down on her parents. Sometimes she felt angry, she wanted to get out from the house, but she couldn't do anything to help her parents. Geraldine wanted to explore more about her relationship with her grandmother and mother respectively. First, we explored Geraldine's relationship with her grandmother. For Geraldine's connection with her grandmother, the word punishment appeared. Your grandmother felt it was a punishment for her to take on your mother's role to care for you. It was never her problem, but it became her problem. To her, it felt like punishment to be involved in you and the whole family's affairs, which she couldn't get rid of. Therefore, you don't feel that there is a doting relationship because it stems from a little bit of anger, resentment, fear within, the inability to do anything to reject this hardship of feeding and caring of everyone. For Geraldine's past life connection with her grandmother, I was shown an image of a rural farm life in a countryside where an adult was holding on to the hand of a chubby kid with a straw hat. And that chubby kid turned behind and looked at the second kid. The second kid felt neglected because the adult was only holding on to the more privileged one 
with a straw hat. Interestingly, you appeared to be that privileged child, and you were doted upon in that past life. Your grandmother was your neglected sibling, not receiving the equal love, attention, and commitment from parents. Instead, she felt like you received an unequal share of everything. She felt like she was giving more than receiving, and often neglected. On grandmother's purpose to your life since childhood, it is for you to reconcile that relationship with her through the eyes of forgiveness and compassion. To know that she has been through this ordeal and hardship. Not just in this present life, but also in that past life, where it was a very unequal relationship. Through the eyes of forgiveness and compassion, we learn to see her for who she really is, and how we develop the eyes of compassion. We see her beyond this present life exterior, but from the past recent three lifetimes, which developed the bulk of her and everybody's personality. She is not just this present life that has materialized; she is also the result of her past life experiences. On your purpose to your grandmother's life, she can learn to stand up for herself and be vulnerable with her emotions, thoughts, and feelings. Have the courage to stand up for herself, express her own resentment. A lot of times, we suppress many things within us. Then it becomes an explosive walking time bomb. The truth is, every step of the way, you have a choice. When you keep quiet and just take it on, and feel very bitter and resentful, that is also her choice, which she needs to recognize and take responsibility for. That she's entitled to say no, and express her honest feelings, such as, "I'm feeling very overwhelmed. I do need some help. I do need some concern from everyone. I really appreciate if everyone can offer some contributions or help in some way." To have that openness to be vulnerable. To express her emotions, thoughts, and feelings, and not be so bitter and resentful, and just snap at others when you can't take it. You feel like, why is the world so unfair to me? Why me? Even if you feel forced to the corner, 
you feel you have to take on this responsibility that wasn't yours. It was impliedly an exercise of your choice or even non-choice, like you choose not to do anything to help yourself. That is what she has to recognize and come into her own sovereign power. On how to release the issues with grandmother, they say, let go of the past. But importantly, your focus is inner child healing. To accept that whatever happened, it wasn't your fault. There are many recordings on inner child healing, which you can explore on Insight Timer. Inner child is the experiences from 0 to 12 years old, but specifically, yours is around 6 years old onwards, where you have more issues. Your soul was very traumatized by what happened because you feel it wasn't your fault. You felt like an unwanted piece of trash thrown back and forth. That is a deep scar that you need to heal. There are some remnants lodged in your heart space. So often, you feel very traumatized, heavy in your heart, very suppressed feelings. You feel you can't open up to people. You feel you can't reveal your true feelings. You're very scared of how people may judge you. And that is all because of the inner child wound from six years old. You may want to focus on that, whatever happened back then. You can either listen to guided ones or do it free flow by yourself. The key is the intention. When you get into a meditative state, you call upon your masters, then say, I intend to connect with this inner child when I was XX years old. Allow me to feel her presence. Allow me to see her. In your inner vision, as you count yourself downwards into a meditative state, you see that child, you again, appearing in front of you. You hold on to her hands and feel how she was feeling back then to gently reopen the past. The intention is to seek to heal. The first time can feel very traumatizing, but we have to go through this because we want to heal. We're not there to seek or exact revenge from anybody who has hurt us in the past. Back then, we were very vulnerable because we don't have any defense. Not like now where we have wisdom, money, status, mouth to speak up for ourselves. Back then, we can't protect ourselves. 
try to find yourself a private space to do it because usually we will cry. When we cry, it is a form of healthy release. Next, we move on to explore Geraldine's relationship with her mother. On Geraldine's contract with her mother, you have a more loving relationship with your mother compared to your grandmother. You feel that she can offer you some unconditional love. On Geraldine's past life with her mother, I was shown an image of her mother as a Caucasian, looking well-to-do, affluent family with a cap and flowers on top of the head, wearing a very nice dress. You were one of her kids, very privileged background. You were very doted upon by her, and you have other siblings to mingle around with. It was more of a princely life than a life of poverty. On mother's purpose to Geraldine's life, she offers you the unconditional love and support in your life and what it really means. Because a lot of times, when we are very traumatized and hurt by others, we don't really know what love means. What does unconditional love and support really mean? We get blinded by other people's faults. Others make us feel that we are undeserving or unworthy of love, that we don't have the capacity to love and be loved. Your mother is there to correct your perspective and to show you more warmth and love so that you can feel from deep within how it may sense like. That unconditional love is a given from the divine when we truly open up our heart and heal the past trauma and wounds, it is unconditional love flowing from inside out. For the divine is within us, and then from masters to us, outside in. It is a cycle of divine love everywhere. But when we are so hurt and traumatized, we can't feel the love. The divine love is cut off. Instead, we feel conditional love, like I have to give in order to receive love. The love from others is conditional upon me, securing the approval to doing the right things for them being of use to them. Otherwise, I'm not deserving or worthy of love. I will not be reciprocated with love. Like love always comes with a price tax of X dollars. I have to pay X dollars to get the love. She's there to correct that perspective and show you a little bit 
how unconditional love and support feel like from deep down in the heart. On Geraldine's purpose in her mother's life, Geraldine showed her what joy and happiness mean. She's really happy, thankful and grateful for having you as her child, even through the difficult times in her life. You made her look and hold steady from within, and she has the will and determination to battle through all odds in her life because of you. Geraldine felt that sometimes her mother feels ungrateful and not enough, that her life is hard, to which it is received. She needs to practice contentment. There's some scarcity and lack mindset going on that there's never enough for all. No matter how much money everyone gives, it is never enough because the permutations for risks are endless. All things can go wrong. Hence, she constantly seeks for more. To her, it is an insurance and assurance that she will feel good and stable if she has X dollars or even more. Even when she has that, she needs to attain even more. It is never ending. What can Geraldine do to help her? Accept her for who she is. Just be there to listen to her sometimes if she wants to vent her frustrations. But there's no need to give in unnecessarily to her. We have to recognize that her needs and wants, not all of them are truly necessary to be entertained. If she feels like there's a lack, we have to recognize that she has this lack and scarcity mindset within. Every one of us has wounds to heal from our past experiences. We don't have to indulge in her unnecessarily and go out of the way for her. There's neither the need to indulge in this cycle of self-blame nor indulge in her fears. If we keep giving, it will not solve anything. It is the mindset that needs to change. Of course, we cannot force a person to change their mindset against their will. We can only be mindful of ourselves, wait patiently at the sidelines, and accept her for who she is. When she's willing to change, sometimes we can offer some healthy dose of advice to her to move things a bit, to sit in a new thought within. But there's no rush, no need to force a person to go beyond their will. We also don't need to feel guilty for not panning out to her needs excessively. 
On the last query, Geraldine asked, Any final advice from the masters? Appreciate your connections while they last. They are precious and priceless to begin with. They are also sacred soul family and connections that we are very blessed to receive in this lifetime. Many of us have had experiences going back to past lives, very memorable experiences. See this life like a blossoming of a fruit from seeds sowed in the past life. We learn to see a person as who they are, not just in this present life that has materialized, but also recognizing that deep down, they are who they are because of the past life seeds. Certain unresolved issues or good things that shape them to be who they are. So we accept them as they are in their whole package. And this lifetime too is a lifelong journey and experience. Whatever they have done in this lifetime, they will have seeds, which may materialize and blossom into yet another fruit in the next lifetime. So it is an ongoing journey. When we see a person we dislike, how do we practice patience and compassion? We see them beyond their physical exterior in this lifetime. We see them as one package. It is like how we see ourselves. We are who we are because of our past three lifetimes. Then we learn to stop being overly harsh on ourselves. Geraldine felt that her current situation staying with her in-laws in one household resembled her childhood. Why does she keep staying with other people without her own space? To which the masters shared that you need to learn that you have a choice. Difficult as it may be for you to exercise the choice. When you learn to appreciate that you have your own sovereignty and divine choice as a divine being and star seed, you have a choice to make things happen for you. You can always exercise the choice. It is difficult due to the context that you're in. You feel very complicated family entanglements everywhere. You can't detach yourself easily. But by recognizing and putting yourself there, you're also implicitly exercising your choice to stay with them, to choose them. You always have a choice to move out one day, if you want to. That gives you the power from within. This whole situation is complicated because you feel forced by the currents everywhere. 
to fit you into different social dynamics. Like in the past, stuck with this family, now stuck with another family. We feel stuck because we feel we have no choice. But we take a step back. We realize we are divine beings. You are a star seed. You always have a choice. So masters suggest to think of it as, how can I work a way out for myself to have a choice in this situation? In this complex situation you're in, difficult as it may be, you can always try to stand up for yourself and think of a permutation that actually works both ways. You're not abandoning them. You don't have to feel guilty. We're talking about a healthy relationship, monthly allowances, doing your duty as a filial daughter-in-law. But at the same time, establishing your own healthy boundaries, not feeling yourself stuck everywhere. Like giving in to other people's needs all the time be it at home or at the workplace. The auric fields become very thin because everybody wants a slice of you. You feel you have nothing left for yourself. The key message is you need to realize you have a choice. When you realize you have a choice, you start planning for yourself how you can create and exercise that choice for yourself while making it both ways. It is time for us to stand up for ourselves, think through and decide that this is my choice. I'm going to move out, but I'm not abandoning you. Monthly allowances continue, but it is just that I feel that the present dynamics are not suitable for my needs and makes me stressed. I want to establish healthy boundaries. We're not being selfish. We're not abandoning them. We don't need to feel guilty. Establishing healthy boundaries is necessary. When we come into a good space ourselves, mentally and emotionally, we can be there for others in a more precious and valuable way, even if it means a shorter time. That is something to think about in the whole dynamics. Next, we move on for the healing segment. We focus the healing on Geraldine's request to clear out the mental fogginess and to assist her to make decisions since Geraldine feels stuck in the current dynamics. We went through a guided meditation where we called upon Geraldine's Akashic Masters, guides, archangels, angels and all pure light beings to surround her in a circle of oneness and love to project their energies into her. We connected to the central sun, allowed it to flow into the body, 
and anchored into the heart of Mother Earth, allowing the Mother Earth's energies to rise up and merge with the central sun. We intend for the gold light to sweep Geraldine's auric fuse counterclockwise, drawing out all dense and discordant energies, emotions and frequencies. We intend for the gold light to spin clockwise, patching all holes, tears and rips in the auric fuse, and to draw in the light into her being. We also did the energy circulation to balance the front and back of the main chakras in her body. We also ran the Akashic Light clearings and activations, which are energetic commands that assist the body to heal and shift as needed and align to her highest good. Based on what unfolded in today's session, we ran the clearings and activations for inner child healing to release the pain that she experienced in her inner child from the ages of 0 to 12 years old. Also, send clearing for family pains or the emotional trauma that she experienced when young. We also helped to release the pain that she took on from others. And as unfolded during the session, we sent clearing for all beliefs and false beliefs that she may have taken on in her past lives, which no longer serve her. We also sent a deep release for all negative emotions, beliefs and thought patterns that no longer serve her. And as she wanted more mental clarity in her current situation, we also sent the clearings and activations to remove a deeper layer of doubt and confusion within, helping to bridge the heart and mind energies together so that she experiences less duality and less tug of war between the heart and the mind. We sent healing to balance the left and right hemispheres of her brain to assist her with her decision-making. We sent healing for the energies of self-empowerment to flow within her. Lastly, we sent healing for protection like grief to create a shield of protection six feet around her so that she feels safe and protected in her own energies. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. If you would like to read about my dialogues and reflections with the Akashic Masters, you can visit my free blog at asha-akashicrecords.com. Till next time, take care.